0: Welcome to Connected with Lori. I'm your host, Lori Caruso. We have an incredible guest in the studio today. Well, in his studio, his, check his studio out. His studio is like pretty pretty cool. Uh, Luke, Luke is from T-Mobile, who is the Senior Manager at, for National Engineering and Business Development. Luke, welcome.
1: Lori, thanks for having me on.
0: Oh, you're welcome. You know, The last time I saw you, we had the virtual event. You were the keynote speaker on the virtual event had so much fun with you. I had to bring you back.
1: That was a lot of fun. And thanks for that invitation. I think we covered a lot of ground. You know, my my boss was even astounded because he said, Luke, that was an hour. I said, "Uh, Ryan, it it felt like 10 minutes. Uh, It was fun with Lori. And we covered a lot of ground. It gave people a lot of information. Um, It was really dynamic.
0: It was dynamic. And I think we also coined it from the Luke and Lori show, something like that came out of that.
1: We 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 basically generated an opportunity to bring it back. And Thank here we are.
0: And here we are again. So excited anyways to have you here. So, Thank you. you know, I got to ask, well, first of all, before I go there, did you notice the colors I'm wearing?
1: Yes, young lady. You're, uh, you're magentized today. So- How- How apropos, did you subconsciously think that or did you consciously think that? I wanna know.
0: I absolutely didn't plan it. I looked in my closet today. I'm like, what am I gonna wear? Oh, that's it, it it was just calling for me. But now that I'm looking at your backdrop and realizing, wow, I didn't plan this, but I did plan it well.
1: uh, Excellent choice of wardrobe today. So thank you. And and I've tried to match you, uh, although lightly magentized. (laughs) It's
0: working. (laughs) We're we're looking good today. It's working. So I got to tell you, I am impressed with what I'm seeing in the news for T-Mobile. You guys are on fire. So recently I noticed that you guys are actually, you just had a historic day when you're merging and and unifying your brands now together from the T-Mobile sprint side. And you're bringing that into your retail space. Tell me a little bit about that. It's pretty cool.
1: Well, as you know, uh, this year has been a year that has been unlike any other year. Uh, we probably would have anticipated some of the activities uh, when we started in January. But of course, uh, with all the global issues, uh, I think to boot, it has really made an extraordinary year. So we targeted, as you know, April 1st and in this case, no fooling uh, to close the sprint merger. Within that time frame, basically from April to August, we identified all the action items that we needed to do on strategic initiatives, Uh, changing the branding at the Sprint stores, getting everything aligned for system integration for two systems, both Sprint and T-Mobile, to merge by January 1st. Um, We immediately turned on T-Mobile access for Sprint uh, users. All their handsets were roaming on T-Mobile sites. So all the Sprint users, and I've talked to many of them, basically said, oh my gosh, Luke, the coverage, the expanded coverage has been immediate, recognizable, and terrific. Um, And lastly, then of course, yes, we took some of the financing that we raised the week after the merger, and we started to put the capital to work. The 2.5 spectrum that we actually acquired officially from Sprint on merger day. Uh, Secondarily, we continued to build the 600 megahertz footprint, which is our low band in our three-step layer cake. And then last but not least, um, we're trying to get a number of other smaller initiatives basically lined up for the first of the year that really brings and exposes the customer experience to the highest level. So, I mean, there's so many initiatives going on. And sure. to boot, I don't know if you've heard this, but I think you have, at the earnings call last week, we became the second Woo! carrier, knocking AT&T, the third. So we are now number two. So we're gunning for Verizon. But, of course, it's probably going to take us a little bit longer. But they know we're fast on their trail.
0: Oh, this is excitement in the air, I'll tell you. My gosh, the competition is wild. Yeah, I was pretty impressed with that, too. I mean, it's only taken you four months since the announcement to get to where you are, right? Rebrand right. like you are doing and becoming, to become number two right out of the gate the way you did. Nice job, you guys. Nice job. So we I'm,
1: don't stop.
0: You don't stop. Which is a
1: modification of we won't stop. So you'll see that emerge now that we don't stop.
0: Well, that's amazing. So I know that there's a lot going on, obviously, clearly, but tell us a little bit about how that 5G deployment's going. I know we talked in our last segment, I hear it all the time about the layer cake and how you're stacking your, your frequencies together. How does that look, and what does that look like with the merger from the sprint side?
1: Well, uh, collectively, it puts us in probably the sweetest spot that we could ever be. First, um, as you know, it challenges the other two incumbent carriers uh, at the top and the bottom of the alphabet. They didn't really plan for a 5G in a combined layered cake kind of configuration like what we've set forth. So it's actually to challenge them into a good spot so that the consumer wins, period. Second, with that, then the low band is the most important. When we launched it in December last year, 2019, we basically covered 220 million people in the United States. Now, we we still have work to do, um, but now we're up to 250 million people covered. And it really then sets forth the opportunity that that layer at 600 band, the lowest layer of the cake, is penetrating new locations that probably didn't have signal before. Mm -hmm. And it's equivalent to the 4G LTE speed, as you know, Lori. So really, it's it's not really a speed play. It's really a coverage play. Mm -hmm. We continue to build on that platform, and we've got probably 400 additional sites to do between now and December, part of my smaller initiative list that we talked about earlier. Second, we have now then taken that Sprint spectrum, the 2.5. And of course, as you know, as of August 2nd, we now have sunsetted the brand Sprint. Good, bad, or indifferent, that name has left the marketplace for good. You may see it a little bit in Best Buy till the end of the year. You may see it in certain segments of market advertising in local TV media markets, some smaller markets. But beyond that, past January 1st, you won't see it at all. Now everything is branded T Mobile. So we're focused now on getting the 2.5, which is our indoor spectrum for 5G. That is the enabler for sensors, security, um, every aspect that you can think of and even things that we can't think of in the future. Technology innovation is the platform there. So the 600 band first, second, the 2.5, and then of course we'll start to get into the millimeter wave deployments as we start aggressively working to merge both the Sprint or the T-Mobile systems in the destination venues and then adding that key critical millimeter wave to the destination venue portfolio, that's gonna take us probably a lot longer than all the activities that we've had the first four months. It's probably gonna last three years wow. for us to do that integration.
0: Wow. Yeah. yeah. And you know, when I when I started Connected with Lori, the, the future for Connected with Lori was future innovation, talking about technologies, the speed of light, right? I mean, we right. don't know where it's going, but we know it's coming. And what are we going to do? And how are we going to challenge ourselves to be able to get there? So it's great that we're having that conversation. And I know a lot of our audience is looking to also find out ways that they can bring it indoors. So we talk a lot about the outdoors, the 5G network and what that yeah. footprint looks like. But how, what, do, what can we say to these people that have buildings that want to deploy coverage inside? What would they say to you? Or how would you look at that?
1: Well, first and foremost, an excellent question. Um, I think on everybody's minds, and especially for the fact that COVID-19 has hit in 2020, it has now moved technology to the forefront of everybody's minds. If they're working at home, or working elsewhere outside the office, now technology and coverage and connectivity are all part of their daily recipe. So, first and foremost, I think any and all of the folks out in the listening audience can really kind of on a dynamic basis just check their own coverage from a self determination. Second, um, with the 5G layer, if you have a 5G device, and there are several in the marketplace, Apple will be here in October. Um, then I think you may experience a better experience than with your 4G handset today. So it's really going to be handset-centric, Lori, for customers to kind of see how coverage is affecting them currently. Do they have coverage? Do they have good coverage? And then uh, what's that experience like? So once they've done that, I think secondarily, then they've got to make a determination. Who is responsible for handling the indoor space? Is that their landlord? As a tenant, is that self-performing in that step? Or is it somewhere in between where it's a mutual partnership? If coverage is impaired where it's not working very well or not consistently working well, then they have to start looking at an at a in-building solution. There's a number of them in the marketplace, as you know. There's a number of providers, um, integrators, original equipment manufacturers, consultants that can help. And then secondarily, we support that. And through our program called Build Your Own Coverage, or BYOC, that supports both the end user, consumer, as well as the strategic partners. So both of those groups are blended together so that the experience at the end of the day is one that they feel comfortable in and that they find most useful.
0: Absolutely. So there's nothing like having amazing service on the outside, and then you walk into this building, uh, this lead building that has low E glass and is designed for efficiencies. Oh, the worst. And then you're going to your desk and you sit down, and there's no coverage.
1: There's no coverage.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So right. I can imagine that that's a pretty big fix that you guys have on your plate for
1: sure. Well, it's a, it's a partnership. You know, partnership we, is a good way like to it. Like a utility. We feel that we have a responsibility and an engagement point, um, but we do believe it's incumbent on the user or the property operator or both to help us get there. We're going to try our darndest, as you you highlighted, to bring the outdoor signal in. And of course, the 600 band is trying extraordinarily extraordinarily, almost to make sure that the signal is coming in. Right. If it's not, then they have to look at What is their wireless master plan? How does Wi-Fi exist with maybe a cellular solution? And then as we know with the auctions, with the CBS auctions underway, does that present another opportunity to then combine in a bundle Wi-Fi, cellular, and then a private network opportunity? For some it may, for others it might not. Regardless, everybody's gonna be accustomed uh, to putting together a wireless master plan for their property, or at least they should. And that will draw the roadmap for them.
0: Absolutely. Really, really important that you just touched upon that. And we are going to get into uh, talking about the CBRS platform as well. We're going to take a short break, though. We're okay. going to ha- have a, take a short break, and we're going to be right back after these messages. Welcome back to Connected with Lori. We have Luke Lucas here from T-Mobile. Again, so excited to have you. The first half of our show has been super informative. And I know we just actually touched upon uh, the strategy that business owners or building owners, I should say, should put together so they understand what their next steps should be from a deployment coverage perspective. Because as we were saying, so nice to have the coverage on the outside, but if you bring it in or you go inside and you lose that coverage, Wow. Obviously, there's an issue with their, you know, keeping your employees happy and your tenants happy. So it's really, really important to have that strategy in place. Maybe you can talk a little bit further about, you know, how a business owner, a building owner goes about putting a strategy in place from a high level
1: perspective. Great. Let's do that. Um, first and foremost, I would suggest that people go take a look at t tmobilebylc.com. That's t mobilebylc.com. On that site lori as you know we have a a smart buildings checklist that first item on that checklist for owners and property operators and tenants is really to do a coverage check again as we highlighted in the first segment it's really just making a self-determination how good is your coverage from the device that you have today if it's not that good we literally want to make sure that you're working on it and fixing it and creating a master plan to do that so first step, self-check. Second, then you can bring in professionals to do a walk test. There's a number of integrators and partners out there in the marketplace that will help you do that. So if your property is large, extensive, or you know complex, bring in one of the professionals to walk test the property and they'll give you the results, not only in soft copy, but also in hard copy. And of course, that really even transcends to the smart cities opportunities. But As we start with smart buildings first, that is the first step.
0: So from my consulting standpoint, that is always the step that I take it as well, because it's so critical to understand you might have coverage in, you know, one part of the building, you might not have it in another part, you don't necessarily need to install it everywhere you are in that building. And as a building owner, it's critical to understand what that looks like. So you're not paying more and you understand it because now your package, it's all nicely packaged. So you can provide it to the carriers for information. I think it's critical. Absolutely. Excellent. So now we're talking again in building. Now let's go back outside for a second. Now you've got a user with maybe the competition, let's just say. They want to test your system out. And I've heard, I'm I'm hearing, you've got some sort of test drive feature that's kicking in. I don't know. Maybe you can talk a little bit about that.
1: Well, years ago, um, to attract business, we would offer basically a drive test just like you'd go to a car dealer drive and they test. would say, hey, would you like to test this car? And you'd say, yes, let's jump in. And the salesperson would jump in with you and off you went. And you literally within you know, five, 15 minutes, half hour, come back and go, yes, that's for me. Or no, it's not for me. Same thing applies. T-Mobile now offers a drive test. So wow. where your local store, has an opportunity to loan you a handset take up that advantage that offer and go drive test t-mobile's network i think you're going to see a difference from the carrier that you have today and we we have broken the mold if you are in a contract we'll help you get out of it if you're in a device payment plan we'll help you conclude that and move your device either to t-mobile or replace that device to a current updated version of that device. So there's a number of opportunities out there. People aren't quote handcuffed anymore. If the drive test fits, it's the opportunity for us to put something together for you so that you can move to the T Mobile Network.
0: And that's why you guys are considered the uncarrier, right?
1: We're the uncarrier because all the pain points of consumers is at the sole front end load or front focus of us on trying to trying to excuse those pain points trying to completely change the marketplace and to drive the other carriers so that they also make changes for the good.
0: It's pretty incredible. It's very important too so now as you're gaining your mind share of customers and you know we talked a little bit about the in-building experience now you're on the outside of the, the experience talk to me a little bit about smart cities i know that you actually were on a panel recently with the other carriers which was a fantastic panel talk to me a little bit about that your direction and how the carriers are working together to deliver the experience
1: well thanks um so the cellular telephone industry association put together Uh, Very similar to uh, Luke and Lori, kind of a TED Talk format, and they focused on smart cities. They brought in someone from from Georgia, Peachtree Corners, and that city manager first talked about innovation, creativity, and the availability of technology within his city. Secondarily, then they moved to all three carriers, so Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile shared the stage together. Uh, We didn't have the city manager with us, Lori but we had a roundtable robust discussion that the fact is COVID or not, post COVID, we will definitely need to be technology centric. And cities then need to say, how do I do that? How do we integrate that? And where are our partners to do that? So it gave really a good robust discussion of that. And of course, then I'll, I'll touch back to t bc.com where we have the smart cities checklist right next to the smart buildings checklist, but the smart cities checklist. And again, what does that do that matches the smart buildings checklist? Do a self-performed coverage check. And so we gave some really good tips. And of course, just to the exact same discussion of smart buildings, we also then gave the very similar tips to the smart cities. Make sure that all of your consumers, all your constituents are upgrading their power make sure that when and where they can upgrade their conduits, their fiber, and their ethernet, to please do that. And of course, then come back to the central point of what's your coverage today? And is there any holes to fill? And how do you then perfect that coverage so that the experience and the technology is accessible to everyone? And we know that today, homework is no longer homework. Homework is now schoolwork for so many kids. So Absolutely. technology has to be in the residential areas more so than ever today because the kids aren't taking off to go to school and the parents aren't taking off to go to work. Everybody's at home. So it really has changed the dynamic. It really brings us back to the core point, smart buildings or smart cities. Be centric to your coverage, understand that, and then engage us, engage all the carriers in solution-based you know, uh, solutions.
0: So important and you really hit it it's all about education and you know understanding the next step because you have frustration that sets in you know my phone my device my system does not work and there's no way i can call the 800 number so this is why it's so critical that we have these types of shows so we can get the information out and it's searchable they can find it on youtube and iheartradio and whatever the case is and i would love for a next step for us luke and Lori to try to pull that conversation back in from the carrier perspective so everybody has a neutral format to be able to talk about what they're doing and next steps from an educational experience for the end user. I would love to do that. Maybe you can help me get there.
1: Absolutely. And, and I think the other carriers are interested in doing that. Awesome. So collectively, the three of us uh, as the main carriers and with DISH emerging over the next seven to 10 years, you know, we need to be collaborative. We yes. need to be engaging and we need to be forming and, and working our partnerships together.
0: That is so critical. Very, very much so. So I know we talked a little bit about, you know, coverage and the layer cake and what we we're doing. I also want to talk about CBRS. Um, I know okay. that there were a lot of questions, especially since we just went through the last few weeks, uh, the auction and where the carrier stance is. Maybe you can just talk high level on that just to inform.
1: Certainly. So CBRS, which is really the citizen band radio service, reinvented by the FCC to make sure that it's now a capable tool for uh, 5G emergence, really now has, is coming to fruition. We see that the licensing provision was was first enacted, and now the spectrum is being made available to a, a number of players beyond just the carriers. Individuals can actually own and operate a piece of the spectrum under a licensure. So, With that said, we're currently still in the auctions, as you know, Lori. That will evolve here in the coming weeks. I think they keep hitting some milestones on dollars spent, so it's a good signal that there's investment in the additional broadband capability. And it's adding spectrum, which spectrum or sites is really the name of the game when you're in technology. To make sure that you're connecting to the customer, if you've got plenty of spectrum, that's like plenty of wide road. And if you don't, then you have to supplement that with towers. And in the past, through the last 20 years of my tenure at T-Mobile, we've had to build a lot of towers to make sure that there's connectivity. But if we can add a lot of spectrum to it, it's the same thing. It will slow us on the tower build and it will make sure that availability, robust availability is available to the consumer. So we're anxiously awaiting the auction to be over here in the coming month, maybe a month, depending on the continued activity until it starts to slow, They won't conclude the auction. So that's all a good thing. Second, we'll probably spend the fourth quarter, I think, digesting those results. And of course, people will start to be able to build their their roadmap. What do they need to do with it? What do they want to do with it? And how does that create a base layer of opportunity, innovation, creativity, based on connectivity with their new spectrum? So very exciting times. I think the balance of the year is gonna be a planning component. And then next year, oh boy, watch out. I think the dam's gonna break loose. People are gonna have their spectrum that they acquired this year. They're gonna be ready to go. And of course, if they have a plan in place or a thought to that plan, they're gonna really get moving. So we look forward to it in multiple levels of engagement.
0: The technology highway moving at the speed of light. I love it. We're working on this together. And I think this is just a great educational piece luke lucas t-mobile thank you so much for joining me on connected with Lori, and we're gonna have you back on the show i'd like to be able to have these episodes with luke lucas the luke and Lori show maybe you can join me again soon
1: Does i look forward happen? to it Lori. thanks
0: all right awesome luke thanks so much for joining we really appreciate it talk to you soon you
1: bye-bye